Welcome back to Bold and Body. This is Wesley. I'm here with my co-host. Hey, it's Lena D. Hey, it's Maddie. All right, these these two right here, they're all melancholy and stuff. So I'm just gonna get right into it. Last Thursday, we had a hearing about uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh and Christine Blasey Ford, Doctor Christine Blasey Ford, and it was about what had happened to her in 1982 on June or July. It was July 1st or June 1st? July 1st. I don't okay, the reason why I mentioned the date is because um, Brett Kavanaugh had presented evidence that um, he wasn't at a party, that he was hanging out with his friends and and whatever had happened, happened. But the date that's, the day that's in question on the calendar, he says that the people that he was hanging out with is the same people that uh, Dr. Ford had mentioned in um, her, her letter to Dianne Feinstein. Um, I will go out there and say that I personally think because I'm an independent that I think Diane Feinstein held on to us a little too long in terms of, you know, the process because she could have put out the letter immediately when she got in the letter or ordered uh, an investigation around the side about Brett Kavanaugh. But Can that's I interject neither. real quick? Go ahead, go ahead. The reason that she did not mm-hmm. is because um, Dr. Ford requested that she didn't. Right. She did not want pretty much everything that's been happening to her and that kind of attention to come out. Right. She literally had said that she wrote the letter because she felt like it was something that should be known and should be taken into consideration so that people understood the kind of character that this man had. Right. She did not want to come forward. It was never her intention to come forward. Right. I, I'm, so, I'm going to go off the deep end and also say that both sides are like, way out of bounds with how they handled this first off i believe that they definitely should have gotten an fbi investigation first then put it out then like if they thought that she was credible enough then put her out there but she has to agree right come forward of course like so they can't do they can't do an investigation right if she doesn't want her name to be out there right because once they do it's like they can't do a whole investigation and be like, oh, but we're not going to say who it is. Right. So until she gave the okay. Then it was cool. They couldn't do gotcha. anything like. But even so, I think the, from, I, I'm not even going to talk about what happened from in this situation, but more in terms of like politically, I think that the Republicans handle this all wrong. Um, I feel like they did not learn from the lessons of Anita Hill um, at all. Um, and I think they even put themselves in the position where that, they requested that they had a prosecutor from Arizona come in and ask the questions because they're two, 12 old white men, or I think 11, 11 old white men um, who were asking questions and they felt like a white woman could better ask the questions, not realizing that when you do that, you almost say to the American people that you're not, you don't have enough empathy you don't have enough um, emotion to empathize with someone who's gone through um, what Dr. Ford had went through. Mm-hmm. So I think that from a political standpoint, they did just all wrong because you have instances like in the elevator with Jeff Flake, when the two women cornered him and told him about what they had gone through. Um, you only invite more of that only um, like I'm saying, I'm talking from a political standpoint, not from like me empathizing for her. Now, if you ask my opinion, do I believe her? The answer is yes. 
based on the based on like the the name that she's names that she's provided and the evidence that she's provided on her side, as well as what Brett Kavanaugh himself has provided as evidence, it's not enough. You know, I guess this is not an investigation, but in the in you know in the court of public perception, you're already guilty, bro. Facts. And you you got to make sure that you present yourself as you know um, you have to present yourself as being innocent. And you didn't make yourself look any better. And matter of fact, I think you made yourself look worse in the process when you were um, testifying to uh, to the panel. Um, so, what do you guys think? Well, I'll let you guys go. Well, I think the the biggest piece too of it is like, well, we're dealing with sexual assault, and unfortunately, even within the government and the political system, nobody is treating this as a sexual assault case should be treated. No, no, no. Even, but there's a reason why they can't do that. Cause that's not the, this is a job interview. This is not an investigation. Right. But, but there's certain things that regardless of whether it's an investigation or if it's a hearing, certain things should still be adhered to. Oh yeah. Most definitely. So it's not just Dr. Ford that's come forward right. with the allegations. There's two other women that have come forward with allegations. I think right. Three at this point, three with the anonymous, but like, cause there's, one anonymous, the other two, two the yeah. other three have actually come forth with their names. Yeah. So in terms of if this is just a hearing in the process of somebody's uh, nomination, all three women should be hurt. Because, again, this is a sexual assault allegation. It's a case with sexual assault involved in any sort of uh, uh, sort of uh, conversation or investigation. All victims have the right to be heard. And so as we're going through the hearings and they're talking about, well, you know, Dr. Ford is going to be heard. Well, what about the other victims? And what about putting their stories uh, sort of in the contention of the public along with his reactions to it? Because now he doesn't necessarily have to be held accountable for everything. And so that, that kind of get in what it gets me thinking about is like, well, what is the role that people in power within politics and and how do we hold them accountable to actually respond to these instances that these particular women have faced in the eye of somebody that's going to be going into like the people's court, so to speak? You'll you'll find that the world of politics is very different from the world that we live in, where, you know, right now everything is all like if you look at it from the lens of politics, this almost makes perfect sense. If you look at it as the lens of like a criminal investigation, it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. But the but the government is supposed to serve the people. So the thing is like, and we've seen this time and time again, our politicians aren't held to the same standards that we hold no. our common citizens. No, to. no. And like mm-hmm. I said, again, it makes pol- political... From a poli- from a politics standpoint, this makes sense. It's not, I and, think, and it, and it's fucked up. Is, I don't think I you mean that it makes sense. Right, it's, it's the status quo. Exactly. Like it doesn't. This isn't an exception. This is the rule right. when it comes to how politicians are held and what kind of accountability that we have for them. Right. So I, I think that's what you're trying to say. Yes, not yes, that yes. like it makes sense, but this is what we've seen time and time again. Yeah. So it's not surprising. It's not like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Like what's going on? What is coming to our like what's happening to our nation? Like this is what has we've always seen in terms of 
anyone in power, namely politicians. And that kind of brings me to the sort of the the my point of view is that in the past year, and we've covered a lot of these topics within our previous episodes with the Me Too movement mm-hmm. and allegations that have come up towards people of power, but in business or in Hollywood. Uh, and and at the end of the day, though, those men eventually have been held accountable to sort of speak like either they were removed from their positions, they stepped down, uh, they went to trial, etc. But in this case, everything is being done under the sun so that justice isn't served. And it really goes back to the fact that the decision making falls predominantly on the white men. So like you're saying, the status quo has been that we don't hold these people accountable for what they've done. And what it then says is that you it really highlights the disconnect between the the people as we function in society and then how politicians function. But then it really should irritate us as as like the people that they're serving, that they're not being held to the same standard and they're supposed to be serving our best interest. And specifically with the surge of women that are going into politics, it is this is now the time to really challenge that and change that. Well, I think that's what makes this whole um, thing so terrifying for a lot of people because this is a lifetime appointment. So if he is put onto the Supreme Court, there's nothing that can be done retroactively, mm-hmm. you know, which is why so many people are outraged by how these proceedings are happening. Because, I mean, we saw it with Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas. Like, yeah. once it happens, that's it. It just goes down into the annals of history as, yo, the, he was accused of this, but nobody stood up for these women. And everything that's happening right now, like you said, they're doing literally everything under the sun to protect him, but nothing to actually hold him accountable for what he's being accused of. And and, uh, not to interrupt you, you might find that he'll never be held accountable to it. Again, I will say this. This is not a trial. This is is just a hearing. This is just a form for the American people to look at and see whether or not this guy is credible or not. Unfortunately, or fortunately, um, what the Republicans did not count on was the fact that when she came on, when she was when she was testifying, that she was very credible, extremely credible. Mm-hmm. Like there were finite details that she could point to. Yeah, and that was this. That's that's the scary part, right? For for Republicans, for the Republicans no. on the seat. That's I I don't understand why it would be scary, but. Again, I will say this, though, if they'd handle this in a more direct way with the investigation first and then followed up with the with the um, with the hearing, you might have found that, you know, one didn't match with the other. Now, I remember earlier, this is before we even started recording, but I was saying, like, you have too much faith. None of that is going to matter. It's not going to matter in the grand scheme of things. Because they so gave the FBI the, a week. Yeah, it's not, none of that is going to play any role in how this plays out. Because he's already said, I'm not stepping down. Right. It's the same thing that we saw with Donald Trump when he was running for president. What was it, 13 women came forward yeah. and accused him. And he said, okay, y'all can keep talking that, but I'm not stepping down. I'm not stepping out of this race. 
And what happened? He won. Republicans yeah. still backed him. And this is exactly what we're going to see now. doesn't matter if they do an investigation and they find that, yeah, he was guilty of everything that all of these women have accused him of. Because then they're just going to turn around and be like, okay, but that's when he was in high school. People change, people grow. Right. I'll give you that. People do change, people do grow. But we have to have a standard in this. And they don't. No. Because, again, this is a lifetime appointment. And they know as soon as it, excuse me, as soon as they can get him into office, every or as soon as he, they can get them on the bench, and he is, he's like their pawn now. Yeah. Everything that Republicans want politically that the Supreme Court would um, vote on he's going to be on their side so they don't care about his character anymore they care about how he's going to vote on things that matter to him they might so oh, yeah they might find that he attempted to rape this woman they might find that he was an alcoholic and a heavy drinker but who he is right now is somebody that's going to do everything that they want to happen right but the, so what an investigation find? wasn't going to change that what happened with clarence thomas and anita hill right it didn't affect anything. It didn't change anything. What they'll find, though, is that in, in this era that we live in, because we live in the era of receipts, um, what they'll find is that if they push this through, they might find that their, their midterm elections are shot. Because it's midterms, but they got him on a lifetime appointment. Yeah, I know. They're they're ready to die for this. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's what like kills this, me. This is honestly, this is the age of the angry white man. Like, this is it right here. You're seeing it. Because like once once this is over, once Donald Trump and all these guys are in power, they're they're done. Like Donald Trump is it. This is the the age of the angry white man is here. Because that generation is just start it's just it's a, it's a it's a decline after this you might find that the the fringe elements are going to start to go back down to where they were backing their hole again and they might stay there for a very long time they'll start losing elections that that history has shown me i promise you that that will happen promise you in some spaces yes but i still feel like you're very optimistic no i'm like, i'm not optimistic that <laughs> racism won't exist or anything no 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 i'm, I'm talking about in terms of the repercussions of, for their actions exactly in yeah. terms of repercussions for the ashes not only that but in terms of the generational gap that they have like you can't like this is not sustainable like not if not every angry person is going to come out there and just keep voting for you all the time, continuously, forever and ever, because you'll find that the generation that's coming up, like us, we're not going to take that. And the um, the country's getting darker. When I say darker, I mean like it's going to be a minority majority in the next fifteen to twenty years. So you might find that your numbers aren't sustainable at all. So that's it. But but that, but I think oh. even for that, it, it it's gonna it still takes for people to stay involved stay oh yeah woke. most definitely and yes. then obviously like voting data is around the corner so becoming informed of the issues and doing that across the board unfortunately like, it took somebody like donald trump to get young people to wake the fuck up and see what's really going on in this world but it's the reality of it it's, no, it's just that it's been hidden like you said sometimes it's um dark before dawn let's just put it that way but let's get to these a a accusations over here um, we have the the, the second uh, victim. Uh, her name is Deborah Ramirez. She attended Yale uh, around uh, 1983 to 87, 88. Um, and she, when she and Judge Kavanaugh were freshmen, he exposed himself to her during a drinking game in a dorm room suite. Wow. You Which go. people have 
corroborate it and say, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Like, but that wasn't but put still, on. But the, she wasn't in the hearing. Yeah. So. Can you imagine you go to a party, you see a dick. In your face. In your face. And then he shows you his penis. <laughs> All right, let me stop. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, it, it's just, uh, we've all been to some wild parties in college. Yeah, I mean, I've been to some I trap house parties. I I've cannot never, recall. I can't recall any a, a woman exposing herself or like a dude showing his dick off. I can't recall that. No, I definitely can't. No, no, and because it shouldn't be happening. Like that's it's not normal. That's why we haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. And again, we've I. I I've been speak to for some, myself. I've been to some wild ass parties. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and that's never happen. gotten that no. far. I've been, I party with a whole lot of Jamaicans. I do a whole lot of daggering, and I've never, I still, stupid. I've never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> I still haven't seen. We have seen them jump off of jump speakers. Off, yeah. I, I've seen. Some we have stuff. seen them do helicopters on chicks. Yeah, I'm just. But never, <laughs> never no penis. Just, no. I, I've never seen it. And, um, the third victim is uh, Julie Swetnick. Uh, she observed uh, Judge Kavanaugh at parties where women were uh, ver- verbally abused, inappropriately touched, and gang raped. Uh, Judge Kavanaugh's drinking gang, drinking excessively at parties and engaging in abusive and physical aggressive behavior towards women, including pressing women against him without their consent, grinding and grinding on girls, grinding against girls, and attempting to remove or shift girls' clothing to expose private body parts. This one, I question just slightly a little bit because because you've been to them wild ass parties no hell no (laughs) (laughs) where that's a norm no hell no that's not no the the reason why grinding on i'm just like thinking about i'm like okay i've definitely been to part that's that's the The, the reason why that's how we dub i question some of the veracity of the last claim is because she kept on going to these parties and witnessing these things she's According to one article that I read, she had gone to the parties at least from between six to ten times, witnessed these things, but then like didn't say anything. But I was like, but if why did why did you keep going to these parties? Is what I would ask. But it's I'm just have to I don't interject know. Right there. I know, I know you're what you're gonna but, say, but even then, like, but it's not even about like why wouldn't you not say anything, but right? What That's would not she it. Say? It's not about what would she say. I'm just saying why would you, me, like I wouldn't keep going. Like if I wouldn't report it, like that's one thing. But I wouldn't put myself in harm's way seeing these guys do these things. So here's the thing. Is what I'm saying. I know um, that sounds like man, like some kind of like chauvinist type shit to say, but I'm not. I'm not thinking about like saying anything. I'm thinking about preserving my own like, safety. Like, why would she keep going to these parties? Exactly. Okay, I'm, preser- so, I'm thinking about preserving my own safety. Now You can counter me, but I'm not trying to be a chauvinist at all. I'm really not. So here's my explanation, or mm-hmm. trying to give you some insight into this. Okay. Again, we've just all agreed that we've been to some wild-ass parties. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know how white people... Actually, I do know how white people <laughs> are, <laughs> because we've all been to those bars, <laughs> and it's just like, this bitch is crazy. Um, <laughs> but you've also been to, like parties on and off campus where it's the norm to be grinding on people right it's the norm to just like to be dancing very close and you've also seen people acting in ways where it's just like that's not i'm not okay with that you've seen dudes like try to lift up girls dresses right we've been to parties where okay then your wild is not the same as my wild no Um, no i'm trying to think i'm like (laughs) 
No, yeah. Yeah, where yeah. like a girl's, <laughs> like, a girl's dancing on a dude and he's like hiking her skirt up a little bit. We've seen this. Yeah. Like I've danced yes. with dudes that have tried to like yep. pull my skirt up a I, little that, bit. That, yeah. And it's like, yo, too. chill. Chill out. Relax. But that never stopped me from going to a party. It's like I spot who you are. I'm going to stay away from you. Now. Okay. All right. I'm sense. not going to not party anymore. Okay. But yeah. it's no, just like, true. okay, yes, that group over there, they, they on some next level shit. I'm going to stay over here. If they start coming my direction, I'm going to go over there. And I'm going to tell my girls, like, yo, watch out for them. Are you not? And, and that sounds like what she... Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got yeah, it. I've yeah. never reported okay, I didn't think it about it like that. No, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, like, no. I, mean, I didn't it, think about it like that. Because it's like, what are you going to say? Oh, that guy is like, you know, harassing somebody over there. And then... But she's still dancing. So it's so like... she's dancing. The, the girl could be too drunk to even realize what's happening. And so then unless the allegation or unless the complaint comes from the person that's being treated mm-hmm. that way, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it, it's kind of like hearsay. See, that's why I like y'all too. Because y'all give me insight. as Because I, me, I would think, fuck, I'm out. No, but y'all like, like, who, you're like, eh, you know what? I'm going to give you the elbow in the chest and move on. Okay, I understand. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you're not going to keep yourself from like and we've, attending I, social functions just because there's assholes everywhere. Yeah, and I've definitely been the person to see a girl like in that kind of situation right. and to go over to her and be like, Hey, act like I know her and be like, Hey, we're like, we're heading out. Like, are you ready? Right. Right. So okay, I don't, yeah, I've never considered to All be right. like, no, never partying again. See, like that. I, yeah, get, I got, not. I got real life insight on the fly <laughs> on the episode. Not. I see. I didn't think about it like that. Me. Yeah. I was thinking about, man fuck this i'm <laughs> like you're gonna go to the, your college's administration and be like hey there was this group of guys and they were like dancing really aggressively with this girl and i really think you should do something about it okay who were they i don't know i was drunk <laughs> like, you, you don't get out of my office you right i'm a, i'm a, i'll hit you up at the next party um whatever frat is having a party i'm a, I'm gonna be there and i'll let you know like this happens and I think the one thing that you said that kind of bothered me Mm -hmm. um, is why didn't she say something? Because that's something that we constantly hear when it comes to victims. Well, why see, didn't, didn't she know, say see, something I didn't mean sooner. it like that. I didn't no, mean it I know. like that. I, meant I know like you didn't mean it like that. Right, I meant in terms of like... But other people that say it gotcha. mean it in a demeaning and derogatory no, way. No, I was meaning it's like, I was more of self-preservation. I'm making my point. My I, know, I just said I know that's not what you meant. Relax. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Like, cool. calm right. down. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to come out here. My point is for everyone else who says that in that way as if it discredits a woman because she didn't speak up sooner. Hell no. Again, I know that's not what you mean. Okay. But that's how a lot of once she came out, they're like, Well, why did she wait thirty something years to say something? Which is typical of someone that suff- suffered sexual assault. Not Absolutely. Mo- the the lar- everybody that goes through that trauma always goes through this process of like, should I say something? Should I not say something? They weigh the pros and cons. And unfortunately, the way that our legal system is set up is that if somebody is making the case that they suffered sexual assault and they're trying to go after the person that assaulted them, it then becomes a trial. Uh-huh. And then at the trial, what does the defendant, the defend, the person that's defending the the person that's being accused, what do they do? They try to discredit they the person. They attack your character. Yeah. They attack everything you've done. So if I come out and I say, hey, this happened to me while I was at a party, he was drunk i was also drunk then it's like oh so you have a history of partying while drunk and while you're partying while drunk you're probably wearing this and you're acting like this and you're flirty and it's no longer 
about listening to what the victim is saying. It that's now disgusting. becomes an attack on her. But that's how that's but how, that's the norm. That's, that's the disgusting. norm of how these trials so, go. You've watched SVU. I mean, I know. I Come still on. think it's you disgusting. You watched SVU, like you know. Yeah, but still, you live in this world. Yeah, like, no, it's this still is pretty the disgusting. Norm. So it's like it's that rhetoric that drives me crazy. And then to see that every time some a woman has come forward, it's always as if she's attacking the man that did this to her. And it's just like, well, she just want to make him look bad. No, Whoa. it's not that. Like, why can't it just be that she's speaking her truth? This happened to her and she's doing her due diligence as you guys are trying to put somebody in power or holding somebody up on this pedestal to say, yo, what you think about him is not necessarily true. Like, and then to to act like every time a woman comes forward against a man in power to be like, oh, she's a liar. It's a false accusation. But when we look at the actual rate of false accusations, it's only about, I think it was like 8%, 6%. 6% of reported sexual assaults are found to be quote unquote false accusations. But then when they, I think another study showed truly it's only 2% that are false. So there's about 4% of them that are reports like that investigators say are false. And it's because they just say, this is false because they either don't have enough evidence or they just feel like the woman was incredible. But and think about that for the amount that are actually reported two to 6% are found to be false. That leaves about 90. I'm just going to round about 95%. That's true. That are reported. And we all know sexual assault is the most underreported crime. Yeah. But it's, we yeah. attack the woman. It's usually only 20% of sexual assault cases are reported. The other 80% are never reported, like through the the process of like actually going through a trial and getting that person convicted of what they like and holding them responsible. So if and you think then of the that, amount that's actually convicted is even less. I think that's like 8% I think that's, like that's 8%. actually convicted. So now I've come forward. I've spoken my truth. You found the evidence, but he happens to have a bomb ass lawyer and he gets off. Damn. And so, and, and that's, again, it, it's always about like, even Trump said it, he was like, Oh, all these women have come after me and like, they're all liars. Yeah. Like, and they, they've been paid to say this stuff about me where in reality, he's the one doing the pay them to try to hush them up. Facts. So it's like, and then he even in when he had his um his press conference on I think it was this past Wednesday, so like a week ago, um he said it himself. Like in my experience, all these women are liars. So basically implying that any woman that is coming up with uh, these allegations of sexual assault that and, and telling her story that they should always be doubted because always. in his experience, they've all been liars. To him, according to him, not according to any investigator or right. anything. And but so just to him in his head, because any man that's ever been accused of anything or you know what? I'm not I'm going to go a step further. Anyone who's ever been accused of like a sexually violent act has always has always been like, yeah, that happened. Yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. When, sir, when? <laughs> I think the only person that did that was Louis C.K., comedian. He did that shit. He was like, yeah, I did some stupid shit. 
But he's been the and only then person. And he faded into the background. But yeah. he also talked about it in his stand-up. So he was That's definitely true. one of those people where it's like, how are you going to lie about it when you talked about it like 20 years ago? Sir, yeah. stop it. But it's very rare yeah. for any person to be accused of it and then to be well, like, they yeah. wanted to, they wanted to keep it in the dark. Like, the reason why people do these things is because they think it's going to stay hidden. Like, <clears throat> and especially with the stats around sexual assault, like, I don't think anybody's ever rationalizing as, like, the person that's doing the assaulting, oh, well, you know, I'm going to do this with this person. Actually, they look for people that are weak. Like, it's like a predatory thing. So, like, women that have been drinking, women that are barely conscious, those are the women that get into these situations because then there's basically this case where, is she even going to remember what I did? Probably not. So is she, is anybody ever going to find out what I did? Probably not. And nobody wants to actually admit that they've done that. They want to cower and sort of keep it hidden because it shows an ugly side of who they are. But that's the the problem with, particularly when we think about sexual assault, is that we never believe the victim first. We never give the victim the opportunity to tell her story in a way that leaves her character intact. It's always destroying her character first and sort of putting the man on a pedestal because he's the one that can never do wrong. And his reputation is more important than her reputation. And that's really where we would just really need to do better with that shit because there's so many stats and, and, and data that shows that, when women are assaulted or when anybody faces some sort of, of, of sexual assault, they're not comfortable just coming forward and saying that that happened to no. them. It's something that they find shameful. Like they, they, they almost self blame. And then what, when you bring it into the light and we have to put people through this due process, it, it, it almost traumatizes the victim again, just because of how the, the question, the line of questioning that happens the way that when someone's placed on trial, you're basically trying to discredit them so that the other side could win. And it just doesn't take into consideration the fact that sexual assault is traumatizing. People that go through it often need a lot of uh, sort of fostering and handholding to to make sure that they're mentally stable again. Like it really impacts their stability and their mental health. And none of and the processes don't consider any of that for the victim. Right. And so that that's that's what's wrong with this. So even with this line of questioning and the hearing that we were just talking about with Kavanaugh, like the woman obviously thirty six years later brought it to somebody's attention, but she still wanted to remain anonymous. Right. So like even that adds to her credibility if you're thinking under the lens of this is how sexual assault cases typically go. I want to give a special shout out to Anna Maria, Anna Maria Archia and uh, Maria Gallagher. Um, I know these two names don't sound like uh, they don't resonate with you at all, but they should because um, they were the two uh, women who confronted Jeff Flake in the elevator and discussed basically what happened with them to Jeff Flake. So I want to give a special shout out to them. It's like, well, it's again, it's like, what can you do differently to challenge the status quo and the norm of what's happening so that women do get heard so that there isn't sort of this because it's basically a differential treatment and preferential treatment for man versus woman in this case or in these cases. 
And even the characterization of behavior, which I found interesting, was that Kavanaugh, the way that he acted, like he was disrespectful. He was like, his nostrils were flaring, partisan. He like failed to answer the questions. But you have leaders in politics, and we sort of talked about this already, saying that his his account and, and, and the delivery was powerful, honest, and riveting. And it's like, come on. My like, man. Let's not bullshit this. A senator at the end asks, do you believe in God? As if like that's like the gold standard for why <laughs> the gold standard for why someone should have a lifetime appointment. Right. Are you you you're kidding, right? That's the gold standard? I thought we were supposed to separate church and state. Well, what happened to that? Okay. No, but it's not even, even that. It's like it's a it's insinuating that if he believes in God, then he he wouldn't do that. Like so morally, he's he's on yeah. this moral high ground. But not forgetting what's going on in Pennsylvania with the Catholic Church. I right, cool bet. Like, sir, did you even read your own Bible? There's instances of rape in the Bible. So clearly, just believing in God does not make you innocent of anything. The hell. Chill like that pisses me off. Like, nah, chill. You're doing the most right now. Get your ass off. But can and, you can you imagine if Dr. Ford was the one that had come and told her account the way that he he did? Like the way that Oh Kavanaugh my gosh. Yeah, they she been, would they be. would have been land based. She would have been land based. She's not <laughs> credible. She comes off as very, you know, angry and you know very like, abrasive. Very abrasive. Like, you know. She would be the bitch of all bitches. That's how she would like. They would spin the shit out of her. And she's just being vindictive because, oh, you know, that's another favorite. Maybe, maybe because like she wanted to be with Kavanaugh, or like maybe because Kavanaugh never gave her the time of day, Mm -hmm. and blah blah blah. Like there's there's so many ways that it would have gotten spun, and part of that that sort of like that gender divide is what ends up putting the wrong people in power because the same people in power almost have this insular culture where they defend each other because in this case it's all about the politics so it's like okay we want this guy to like vote in our favor and we want to pass through these particular things that will benefit us as a party but in none of this are we thinking about like the well-being of the victims or even maintaining some sort of integrity of process for those victims like none of that is relevant and that that actually does call into question like reform even on the criminal justice system because the the criminal justice system is is guilty of doing the same thing like there is an access to the right psychological support or advocacy support for victims and at the end of the day it's just another case it's not even that i think it's it's more it goes down to just a cultural level and a societal level, like how we as individuals view it mm-hmm. and how we like you and I, like the three of us right now in this room are like, yeah, this is ridiculous. But then you go out and like outside of our own circles and you realize like not everybody has that same mindset. Not everybody thinks about it the same way. You have a lot of even women that are just like, well, she should have said something sooner. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not always just men who are like, nah, she a liar. There are women also. They're like, oh, that's no big deal. She wasn't actually raped. So what's the problem? You know, yeah. there were interviews that came out throughout the week with white women talking about, 
I mean, groping is no big deal. That's the sexual assault. The hell you like <laughs> women turning literally turning to their daughters, their teenage daughters, and it's just like, oh, that's just part of being a teen. It's no big deal. That's not on a political that that strain. Fox News that's thing? not on a that. judicial strain. Yeah. Like that's society. That's just like that was a, I was like, you're a mom and you have yes. your daughters around you and you said So you serious right now? I was like, all right. Now this is the type of person. And I wouldn't wish this on anyone, but this is the type of girl who could potentially end up being raped and thinking it's my fault right. or it's not even that big or, a deal. Or I just thought it was OK and I thought it was going to stop at groping. And yeah. then it, but then it's like, oh, well, you let him grope you. So you put yourself in this situation exactly. when it comes down to like a trial. And then again, that's where she's discredited. Exactly. So it's like it's not it goes even further than just what is the justice system going to do? It's like knowing This woman waited 30 something years because she knew if she said something and at the power that he was at, that it's her life that would be ruined. He could sit there in that hearing all day and be like, look what happened to my family. And, you know, my name has been slung through the mud. She had to go into hiding. He didn't have to go into hiding. No, she had to go into hiding. She had to leave her home. She's having memes created about her. Yeah. That are like disparaging her and. Thankfully, like she hasn't lost her job, but she may end up like having to switch jobs. It's costing her more. And people are really sitting there and it's just like, oh, she a liar. She's this, this and this. That's like on a societal level. And I remember like Tarana Burke, the woman that founded Me Too. She says the reason why she started that organization was to be there for young women who have been victims of sexual assault to be that place where they can go. At this point, Hollywood has hijacked it and turned it into like this whole beast. But at the root of it, she was just like, we just needed somewhere where young girls can go and be like, hey, what happened to you was not okay. It's not your fault. And here are some resources to help you heal and to help you get better. That's what's missing. We need more of that. Yeah. You Well, you need it. You need it not just in the system. You need it in the communities. But you also need to change what people call normal, like groping is normal or like the fact that as women, you always have to consider how is what happened to you going to affect the person that did it. And so there's so many different layers of it. But I think as as people that are living in this society, it's up to everyone to continue to challenge whatever those prejudices and and myths and things that people say that surround sexual violence because there's always this inherent sort of like knee jerk to just question the victim and blame the victim. Uh, And like you said, women do this too. So it's not just like a a man thing. Like it's not only men that are doing it. Women are gender divide on this one. And I think a lot of it is sometimes generational. And so I do see that a lot of older women sort of forget the fact that, you know, this could have also happened to you. Like it's not the victim's fault. Uh, I do feel that I think younger millennials, women and millennials in general, a little bit more empathetic to people that have gone through that. Mm. And it, but I think it's a matter of like education and openness because I, at least in, I think in my culture, like older generations don't even believe that mental health issues are a thing. Yeah. 
So it, it really starts at that, yeah, try going at that to level. Haitian yeah, it really starts yeah. at that level, though. Oh, it's just so. Caribbean. I wouldn't even yeah. say just Haitian. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But, but that was our episode for today. Uh, I hope that we've inspired some thinking, highlighted some of the 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 facts of what's happening. Obviously, this is an ongoing case. We The FBI is supposedly investigating what's going on, but we won't really know what that means just because it's politicized so much. But I would say that it's in a limited scope, right? Oh yeah, the uh, the White House asked them, yeah, or limited how far. I'm the not going to be surprised or shocked Bullshit. if the FBI says we need more time. Well, yeah, I mean, a week is nothing. A like, week is not enough. <laughs> a week they, is not enough time. I can tell you from investigations, they start, you know, lifting things out of the dirt, looking for stuff, and they, and then that dirt leads to another pile of dirt, and but, you know, so we'll right. see. We'll see what keeps happening, but. The main objective of this was obviously to to tie this back to just raising awareness of sexual assault, the Me Too movement, giving everybody ways to sort of challenge the status quo. But at the same time, if you see what's happening and you're not happy in the political system, you need to go out and vote like that's important. Yeah. Midterms coming up. Vote. Register to vote. Do all that stuff. Please vote. I don't care what side you on. Make sure your voice is heard. Go vote. Facts. All right. Peace.